You're listening to Dead Set Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hello again, everybody. Josh here. Welcome back to Dead Set Podcasting, coming to you from the Dead Set Podcasting Studios, Studio A. Today's topic as a continuation from the last episode where we covered the idea of niching down and maybe some of the pitfalls of niching down too far into a subgenre or sub-niche. Today we're talking about four reasons to start a podcast in a crowded niche. So when you're looking at the landscape of shows that already exist, this would be when there's a genre or a topic or a subject matter where it looks as though there's already a lot of shows serving that particular niche or subgenre and why that can be framed as a positive. It doesn't have to be a negative. You don't have to scare yourself. There's too many shows. There's no way I can compete. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But for today, and it will become clear that certain types of shows it will work for to be in a competitive niche, certain kinds of shows it won't, And today we're talking about the ones where it may, the kinds of shows where the idea you have may benefit from having more shows in the medium already. So just to support Dead Set Podcasting, the podcast, you can go to deadsetpodcasting.com slash support, buy us a coffee or click on a link to review the show, or at the very least you can share one of the episodes off the website. That would be amazing with someone that maybe wants a different perspective on this whole podcasting about podcasting kind of genre. I started a show in an apparently crowded niche. This show itself is a show that started in a pretty competitive niche that doesn't have a massive amount of audience. Some people would say there's too many shows of this type, but I feel that I come at the idea of podcasting about podcasting with a different perspective, obviously from a different part of the world to most of the people talking about it. But also I'm willing to challenge some of the apparent truths of the medium things you're just meant to take as gospel, I guess, for the lack of a better term. And it probably makes me not the most loved person in the space. And not to talk about myself too much, but it's just a good example that came to mind. Today we'll kind of cover off on why this show maybe works in a crowded niche, even though the total audience is quite small as a genre. Hello at Deadset Podcasting, by the way, to ask the show a question. So that's enough preamble. Number one, if the niche is crowded with mid-term to long-running shows, so I'm talking anything from 12 months old to 10 years old, it means that there's a sustainable and or passionate audience for the topic, genre or subgenre of content. So how that manifests is there's enough audience there and or enough people that really care about what you're talking about that you don't feel like you're suffering from lack of audience. Because those shows that are already in the medium, (laughs) just going to sit up a little bit. My voice was sounding a little bit squashed. So that's a good tip, by the way. So what it means essentially is that there's enough audience there to make it feel worthwhile to these shows already. So as we've spoken about before, unless you're doing something like I am, where I'm trying to challenge what I think is maybe misleading advice sometimes, and that's what's driving me. Most of the satisfaction you get out of making a podcast is knowing people are listening, getting joy from the show, and maybe engaging with you in some way. It's important that there's a sustainable amount of audience, and that audience has a fair bit of passion for the subject. 
So number two, it will be much easier for you as the show host or producer or everything, as most of us are, to work out what kind of content, work out what kind of delivery, as in how you deliver the content, and even what kind of production, production values, production type, cuts, edits, compression levels, all that stuff, appeals most to the fans of that genre. If there's medium to long-running shows that have a certain type of content production delivery, and that's consistent across the type of shows that have existed in the medium, you can take two things away from that. One is that it works, and you could do the same just with your own spin. Or two, you can do the complete opposite. So when there's a model, you've always got two choices. Emulate the model, or break the model down and do the complete opposite. So instead of zigging with everyone else, you can zag. But if there's an established model or multiple models in the space that are similar, you have that choice. Do the same or do different. Number three, if there are other shows in your genre, there's always the possibility for networks to be established. There may already be a network. There's promo sharing alliances or groups. There's even a chance that there could be conferences or events around the shows that service that medium, but also maybe take the pop culture sort of genre and an event like Dragon Con when that can happen in the future in a physical way, there might be an alliance of podcasts where someone does the Witcher video games and there's the Witcher books and you are the Witcher Netflix show podcast and together you guys might be able to form an alliance and go to somewhere like Dragon Con. And that's the type of community that you just can't get if you're the only show in a genre. It's so super niche down that there's no one else you may have put yourself in a position where there's no one else. Number four, and this is probably where Deadset Podcasting sits a little bit, is as long as you're being honest and true to yourself. So you're not just being a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. Like I probably have fallen a little bit into that mindset five to seven years ago, more so than now. You do have the ability to place yourself on the opposite side of the content thought gap. So it allows you to have soft rivals in the genre. So not people that you hate or want to hurt or you want to provoke them to the point where they want to do bodily harm to you. (laughs) It's not that. It's just you have the ability to establish yourself or align yourself with one way of thinking about the medium and that may actually allow you to integrate yourself more with the space as a whole because maybe the shows that are servicing that genre or subgenre at the moment, they all agree too much with each other about what's true, what's not, what's fun, what's good for the TV show, what's good for the writing or whatever, maybe you can come in and be a voice of difference. And it's hard to do that when you're the only show in a genre. It's hard to be a contrarian when you're literally the only person on the field. Okay, I hope that helps. Next episode, we're going to cover probably three reasons not to start a show in a crowded niche. And You might be thinking, well, you've given me a pretty good perspective on why I should start one in a crowded niche today, Josh. Why would I choose not to? You'll have to wait till next episode to get those answers. Anyway, did I just do a really annoying teaser then? (laughs) If I did and that annoyed you, send me a message. Hello at deadsetpodcasting.com and say, don't do teasers, Josh. They're annoying. That's like when the radio says Bruce Springsteen's coming on, but you've got to listen to 10 tire ads first. I won't do that again, I promise. I definitely will not be doing teasers at the end of episodes again, because I feel really uncomfortable doing it. Righto, deadsetpodcasting.com slash support, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting 
If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.